Welcome back to the Two Niches Experience. I'm your host, half host, because there's co-hosts. Today there's co-hosts. You're still a full host, though. You're not half of a host. It's true. I am a full host. You know, together we're like a full man. (laughs) We're almost one whole man, together, combined, and one full host. Today we're going to be talking about our favorite mouse pads Mm. over the years. Mouse pad manufacturers... Oh, I had one back in 1987. The history of the mouse pad. It was blue. All right, no, we're not actually going to talk about that because it would be boring. Why not? It's as boring as anything else we talk about. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the P72 foam on the bottom causes the wrist to be wristy. <laughs> be wristy. But isn't that funny how, like, I mean, we're, we're nerdy about specific things uh, like Star Trek uh, you have a lot of knowledge about comic books. Star Trek. Um, that, you know, the average person doesn't have. But it's weird how, you know, other people's interests are... Maybe there is somebody out there who, like, collects mouse pads. Oh, I guarantee it. I guarantee it. Um, and it's weird how people have those kind of, like, precise interests. You know what upsets me? The most basic mouse pad you can buy. Just, like, a color and a bottom. No design, no shape, no nothing. You go to Staples, it's like four ninety nine. Are you saying they should just like be free? I've uh, so little secret about me. I have never paid for a mouse pad. I've always gotten them for free. Uh yeah. I mean, I don't think I've ever went out and bought one just because you know you get them in like grab bags exactly. and stuff like that. So why should they not be like a dollar seventy two or something like that? Uh, they you- probably cost seventy two to make. Just charge an extra dollar for the shipping or whatever. It's a mouse pad. They should be free. Uh, I think it's a larger problem with our economy in general. That I don't know enough about it, but I know our whole like supply and demand. That took is, a like, turn. Screwed up. Well, I'm just saying like that's what it's it's supply and demand because they can charge what they want, I guess. So. Well, the only reason I bring it up is because I was at Staples and I like walked past the mouse pads. You needed a mouse pad. <laughs> I didn't need one. I, was, I had one. I was just looking at them because I wanted to see if they had cool designs other than kittens and frogs and stuff like that, which I was incorrect. They do have nothing but like kittens, frogs, rocks, desert, stuff like that. Oh, that, that reminds me. Um, May, uh, Maddie, my beautiful wife and I, uh, we do yoga on occasion, so we need yoga mats, but the kittens scratch them up. Yeah. And, and, you know, they just get dirty over yeah. time. Uh, so I was like, oh, maybe they have, like, a Star Trek yoga mat. That'd be kind of neat. I saw one. It was actually really nice looking. It was uh, the Enterprise D over, like, a Starscape, but it was, like, wow. Van Gogh. Wow. So it was, you know, it looked like an oil painting. I was like, oh, that's really nice. Take a guess how much it was. $80? $89. Wow. And then I, I saw it somewhere else on sale for 75 Wow. For a yoga mat. And, like, granted, it was a really cool-looking yoga mat. But, but still. $90? Yeah. For a yoga mat? <clears throat> That's uh, expensive, as they say. Wow. Yeah, it is. Um, but, yeah, just, and, like, just living in L.A., you know, a sandwich is never cheaper than, like, five, six bucks. Oh, yeah. I mean, a sandwich anywhere, though. Except Tommy's. You can get a, you get a nice Tommy's burger for less than $5. Uh, Tommy's PR man, Nicholas Mantuna, right here. That's right. Love me with Tommy's. 
Love me the Tommies. Got so, got one off the uh, members only menu today. Members <laughs> only with the egg. Mm. What do you flash them like a certain symbol or something? Oh, they know me. They know me by nombre over there. I bet they freaking do. Man. Oh yeah. Num- numero uno customer. Oh, dude, I threw out my receipt. Hold on for one second. <laughs> does it say numero uno customer? I hope it does. Do they write you little notes like, dear Mr. Nicholas? This is the receipt here. Order number one. <laughs> you were their first order today? No, they just refer to me as numero uno, so that's why it's order number one. Uh, are you sure? Emperor Palpatine one time, he was order 66. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's what it is. This Do is a like galactic conspiracy. The numero two con huevo, medium coke. It was beautiful. Was anybody in line before you? Yeah, a couple people. There okay. was this one crazy lady. She was quite disheveled. She was kind of like... um. Uh, Kathleen Turner's character, Joan Wilder, in Romancing the Stone. <laughs> she had like a purse and like a thing, and she was just like, she was a mess. So that's who she was. And yeah. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Tommy's is a chili burger joint in Los Angeles. And chili burger joint. Yeah, that's yeah, what they're known yeah, for, yeah, chili burgers. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, they're delicious. And uh, the original one is where, it was near where Nicholas lives. L'Original. Yeah. Um, so he walks there often, and how many times would you say? I, I I'm afraid of this answer. How many times a week do you eat at Tommy's? Only once, usually. Oh, that's it. Yeah, okay. it's usually only once. Sometimes twice. I don't think it's ever been more than twice. Unless guests have been in town or Thomas wanted to go or something like that. Right. So it's usually just Mondays. That's your tradition. Yeah, it's usually mo- Monday. Mondays is the the Tommy's day. Yeah. Okay. I don't want to eat that every day, not because it's a health thing, because I would eat it every day, you know, <laughs> despite the health risk. Yeah, the way you talk about it is. But I just I don't I don't want to ruin, I don't want to ruin the flavor. So once a week to me is like, it's a you know it's a solid it's a solid, mm-hmm. enjoyable time. Yeah, you don't abuse it anyway. Um, what's yeah. the kind of the general theme of what we're talking about here today, Nick? I, I think rebuilding the economy through a restructuring of the mouse pad industry. Um, succinctly is what we're going to be talking about here today. I have um, several theories and proposals that I wish would get to the proper people. Mm. Congress is very slow passing legislation. Starting with um, the discounting of the P72 foam that I mentioned before for the bottom of the mouse pads. So the P72 foam can only be found in certain caves along the Guatemalan region of Guatemala. Guatemala. <laughs> region of Guatemala. Now, uh, I, I think we're talking about video games. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah um, we're talking about just kind of some of our favorite systems, games, just, just video games in general, the... It's quite a fun experience. For those of you who might be listening, who have never played a video game... Who hasn't played a video game who might be listening to us? I don't know. Maybe people one day? No, every no, everybody has played a video game. Well, when this is popular in 50 years, and people don't know what video games are anymore, this will be like a relic of history. 50 years? Yeah, Someone's going to come knock on my door. Are you the man to not? <laughs> <laughs> that, that was me in my youth, Sonny. <laughs> I used to be known as the man to not. Anyway, but like people, uh, you know, downplay video games as a waste of time. They but are. A lot of, they are. But a lot of them are really good creative fun. I like that Worms game. Yes, we... Let's pause this shit and play some Worms. <laughs> <laughs> wow, 
we actually haven't played that. Yeah. Yet. I know. Where I was thinking about it. I was like, man, Worms is fun because I was thinking I got it for I had it for Dreamcast too. Mm. So that's how I got in love with Worms. So Worms is originally was a two D game, right? Yeah. Um, and you could like you were Worms and you dug tunnels and you shot little bazookas at each other. Yeah. Just trying to kill your opposing Worms. Yeah. But the version we like is it's just called Mayhem, right? I think it's Worms <laughs> Four Mayhem, the three D Worms. Yeah, and like you crawl around this world, and a lot of them are themed like Jurassic Park, uh, Back to the Future, yeah. Univer- Universal. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Both of those two, at least. Yo, yeah, maybe some contract involved where Universal. I don't know. Yeah. I don't remember all the other sets. That's true. But creative boards and like endlessly ver- uh, variety. V- varietal. Of, yeah, varietal. endless variety of weapons. Like we had so much fun. Customizations. And, like the the weapons. Like what was the bovine blitz? The bovine blitz. Um, Team 17 is still in your back pocket, so I'm sure you know all of this. Right. Right. We had a lot of close duels. Close duels. So uh, it was a very competitive game. Very competitive. So I just had a lot of fun playing that game. It's an excellent game. Yeah. Many, many times have we played that game. And I kind of do want to play it now, because even when you you just mention it, I'm like, yeah, I could go for playing that game. Yeah. Um, I don't think we... I think I had one for PlayStation 2. PlayStation 2 also... Um, a Worms game. Mm-hmm. The one for Dreamcast originally. The Dreamcast one was pretty fun. I don't think I... I think PlayStation, the original, was the last PlayStation system I had. Really? You never yeah. had PlayStation 2? No PS2? I don't think so, because then I think I got an Xbox. Yeah. And I've had that ever since. Xbox. Or no, Xbox 360 after that. I forgot. Um, yeah, I, I've been pretty loyal to Xbox for some particular reason, but... They don't have any baseball games, and that's killing me. Yeah, that PS4 is quite a system. And what what is it called? Is it just MLB? The Show. The Show? 16. Man, that is a good game. It is super fun. I'm and still customizing my team after seven months. And Yeah, like you still play game. that game after like a long period, so yeah. it has lasting power. Well, I mean, they just unlock all these new Hall of Famers and... Uh, retro players that you want to add to your team and make it like dominant so you can go online and wreck people which sometimes happens sometimes you get wrecked though that's that's the way of the business but mm-hmm. still I mean when you got Ernie Banks and Ted Williams in your lineup it's not so bad <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, and speaking of baseball games because I can't you know play one on the system uh, I'm kind of relegated to doing like simulation games mm. and I don't really want to go so in depth in something like the like out of the park and I forget, there's another really top one I think it's like Diamond Dynasty or something like that it's just like you set up your lineups you can make trades you can be in a whole online community oh, these, are all, these are all online apps? Uh, I think so or you can just kind of like I know uh, my friend Dan does this like he simulated like a century of a, uh, this this team that he designed a century? Uh, it was long periods of time. Well, after a while, it just kind of like self-replicated itself, and he just like wanted to see how it played out. Um, so it was pretty interesting. And like I have the out of the park version for the phone, and it's really really simplified, but it's very fun. And like I was telling you the other day, I'm in like 2054 because like you kind of just set up basic things and you just simulate the games. Because um, it would be silly to play a baseball game on my phone. I wouldn't want to do that. It'd be kind of odd. Yeah, and I just. Uh, I don't play it all that much, but it's just kind of always there, and I just keep playing and building on it. So that's kind of fun. Yeah. Even though it's a simple, you know, mobile game. 
That's interesting. I uh, I don't really play any mobile games. And what about the players? Do they just have like generic names like Chuck McConnor? Yeah, like, I mean, they have pretty interesting names sometimes, um, you know, and they come from all over the world now. Rex Amici. Like, there's, yeah, like weird stuff like that. Um, very baseball player sounding names. Um, Todd but, Damon. But there's, uh, like, Chinese players, Korean players, uh, Italian Monzo. players, Mexican players. Oh. Um, yeah, like, my roster is from all over the world. It's pretty neat. Interesting. I don't know if there's any ability to get female players. I don't think I've ever seen one or if there's, like, an option to turn that on. Female baseball players? Yeah. You know there's a show on TV now about that. Yeah, League of Their Own. No. Yeah, I've seen it. No. Gina Davis is great. Yeah. Uh, do the Red Sox haze their rookies? I No, I don't know. Who knows? The Mets do. And this year, all the rookies had to dress up like League of Their Own characters. That's nice. Yeah, it was a pretty cool picture. Although, I guess it could be taken as sexist that guys are being hazed to dress up like women. Hmm. I'm sure that offends somebody. Uh, anything offends somebody. Of course it does. Uh, this is the, I, I was thinking of this. 2016 is the year of the outrage. Well, I think it's been leading up to the year of outrage. I think there's been a lot of outrage recently, and now it's just massive outrage. Yeah, like every day, every hour is just like saturated with like people yelling. It's yeah. very disturbing. Yeah. yeah. It's funny that we don't want the <clears throat> the kids to be... Bu- I went to a bullying day at a corporate place one time last week, and there's they're supposed to be anti-bullying, and it's, oh, no bullying, no bullying, but, you know, us as adults, we bully people constantly, incessantly, all the time. And it's very interesting. It's interesting that we don't want our kids to be doing it to each other, but we do it to each other all the time in print and radio and other forms of media. Yeah. It's too bad. Uh, Not to get too political, but that's one of the uh, points that's been lobbied against. The conservative element uh, is that, you know, a lot of hateful speech just kind of leads to the acceptance of like, oh, that's okay. Yeah. It's pretty insulting. But anyway... I don't want to get I, too down I, in it's the zone. Just, it's just, you know, the political debates are just completely personal. They're just personal attacks on each other. And it, it used to be very, very little of that, you know, and it just mm-hmm. has evolved through Obama and Bush and McCain and all these other people. And it's just like now it's just hate crimes, verbal hate crimes towards other people who are both trying to theoretically do the same thing, and that's gay you know, everyone's vote, right? So, it just confuses me. You know what it felt like last night? Uh, Total Recall, The Running Man, Blade Runner, <laughs> 1984. A reality TV show. I mean, it's been that way for decades now. And especially, I mean, the the, the second Trump ran for president, people were like, ha, 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 and then they're like, uh-huh, <clears throat> yeah. But it's always been a reality TV show, especially now. That's why, I mean, you know, I got nothing against Obama either. But I, I feel like he got elected the first time just because it was like, oh, man, he's popular. Let's get him in. And it's just, you know. He had a lot going for him. Yeah, no, I mean, I, like I say, I got nothing against him. But it just it seems to me that it is just like lights and sound, especially because people come out of the woodwork and they're so passionate about their politics that it's like, you're not passionate in year two. You don't give a shit. And that one's like, 
it's it's just like me. It's like you know you don't watch NFL the entire season and then you watch the Super Bowl. That's what it, that's what it is. That's all it is. Yeah. Okay, that's a good example. When you do watch the Super Bowl, do you claim to know a lot about the sport, or are you do you say, hey, I'm just watching to enjoy it. I don't really know what's going on. I mean, you do know the rules. Yeah, I mean, I know you know what's going on generally, but people, but you don't know the players. But that's the thing; people will get up in arms about like like they're like, oh, hashtag emails, hashtag, you know, what's that? What did he say? Locker room language. What did he call that? Locker room talk. This is just locker room language. I just talked in locker room talk. Oh, about the. Yeah, stuff that came I can out. I can touch people and I can kiss people and stuff like that, and I you know that's completely condemnable. That's not good at all. But it, he just you know people brush they brush everything off, you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, kind of. This is like a weak analogy, but it's like, you know, you don't claim to be an expert about the NFL because you're just watching the Super Bowl. You're kind of just like I don't I enjoy the game. I'll watch this one game. Yeah. It's kind of similar to that in politics. Like everybody's coming out. You know, at the eleventh hour, to be like, oh, you know, I got the answers here, and uh, you know, it's Isn't a little too freaking late, and well, people, yeah. people don't even understand the policies. Well, I mean, not that not that I'm some kind of expert in policy, um, but I try and have a general understanding, um, and it's just like there's like an like there's an ignorance on both sides of like, well. Uh, Ignorance is the correct word. Yeah, it's just like it has to be at one extreme or the other. There's no like meeting in the middle. There's no conversation anymore about like how to correct anything. It's just like complete butting of heads. You know what I mean? It's true. I don't think either candidate or, you know, many candidates for that matter of, of any race or party uh, – are, are going after their own interests. I mean, they're, they're in one way going after their own interests to advance their career and such, but the people who truly get them elected are the people who are running their, their, <clears throat> their you know, administrations in terms of, like, you know, big oil, big medical, big Pepsi, big, <laughs> big, yeah, Pepsi. big Pepsi. But you know what I'm trying to say. Like, the medical industry probably will sway Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump, whoever gets president you know, will sway them more than their personal feelings on things or what they feel uh, is good for the people by far. So, yeah, mm-hmm. it's... I mean, that's just that's just it. We, just, You know, shit's never going to get cheaper. This just in. This just in. It's never going to get easier for us. This just in. <laughs> right. Uh, on that cherry you know? <laughs> well, I mean, that, that's the thing. I think people mistake convenience for easiness, and that's not the same thing. It's like we live a very convenient life now. We have the, all this stuff that we're fiddling with over here, you know? Like 30 years ago, we'd have to be ham radio operators to do this. Now we just pr- plug and play. So it is convenient. Mm-hmm. It's not easier. I think we've deluded ourselves into thinking it's easier. It's just more convenient. Yeah, well, like, we put up a screen. You know, we go, oh, this is well, convenient. I mean, this I covers have this. the microphone. I know. That's why I thought of that, that image, actually. Um, but, you know, like, every time I buy something at a store now, I'm, like, looking at the packaging. I'm like, all this freaking waste. Sometimes it's a lot of waste. Oh, yeah. And you're like, all this needed to be was, like, wrapped in a piece of paper, maybe, or something biodegradable, or maybe even edible. Yeah, but then it could be tampered with. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I know there has to be some kind of, like... Covering or Don't whatever. you remember the Tylenol scale scare when we were children, Patrick? We could have died by taking Tylenol because someone put cyanide in there. Oh, I don't remember that at all. Oh my god, dude. 
Look it up. I mean, it's a thing. Like the the eighties talent. That's why we have tamper evidence seals and all this other shit because of that. Yeah. <clears throat> but I, I'm I'm just saying. Um, you know, there's a lot of waste in our society that we kind of just turn a blind eye to, and it's not just literal waste. It's just like, you know, you're trying to get by. You're trying to worry about yourself. You who, know? who me or everybody? Oh yeah. You know, and you can't think about global issues all the time. And that's kind of what politics is taking advantage of. It's like, don't worry. Like, Trump said that. He's like, just let the government do what it wants and then tell people. Like, I actually agree with him. We probably shouldn't tell, like, oh, we're going to invade Mosul in three weeks. Like, maybe keep the exact plan to yourself. But the American people do need to know things. You know, like... uh, and he, he was just like, no, just let the government do whatever it wants, and then we'll tell you. And it's like, that's not how it works, man. Well, I mean, that is how it works. That it, I mean, that it, they didn't tell us they were going to go get... They were just like, you know, we're going to get Osama Bin Laden. is like, you know, the next Star Wars movie is going to come out. Like, we know it's just going to happen or whatever. But it's like, then all of a sudden it's like, oh, yeah, by the way, two days ago we got Osama Bin Laden. It's like, oh, oh. But so, everybody knew the government was trying to find yeah but I mean like for years yeah but that's what I'm saying it's like I'm trying to get a good job I'm trying you know like how how much am I actively trying to do it and how much am I am I expecting it to happen alright well we're going off a a tangent it is a tangent but what I'm saying is to say that government should should or you know the way the government doesn't work is that things happen and then they tell us about it it's like that's exactly how it works but what unless we're watching it live like the shuttle explosion or something like that you know like otherwise shit happens and it's like we like we didn't even get a photograph of a dead Osama bin Laden he could be sitting on a beach with Saddam right now and George <laughs> W playing part cheesy you know what I'm saying I'm not a conspiracy <laughs> theorist and I don't actually think that is true but at the same time like Throw us a fucking bone, people. Um, I understand your frustrations about that stuff. Um, I don't know if I believe in conspiracies to that level to be like, oh, that's believable. Um, but I understand that believable. like there is a lot that goes on in our government that we don't see. But I think, for the most part, the United States is a pretty transparent government when you compare it to places like Iraq, where Saddam ruled where there's absolutely no transparency, or, like, North Korea. Like, we're transparent, but we still do a a pretty crappy job. Um, But what I think Trump is advocating is, like, that, like, New York attitude of, like, don't worry about it. And I think his whole career is based on his machismo of saying, don't worry about it, I got ideas, I got people, I got the good words. And people have just been like, oh, okay, He's, he's got all this good stuff. You know, that's why he plates everything in gold. He is such a petty man that, like, he doesn't even have any real answers to any problems. He's just like, don't worry about it. And I don't want somebody who's in charge of nuclear weapons going, don't worry about it all the time and making up answers as he goes along. Yeah, nukes. No nukes. We should get rid of all of them. Yeah, we should. Um, But I do want to talk about video games a little bit more. Well. Um, I had... I don't know how many of you listeners out there had this as well, but I had the Sega Genesis. What was it called? The, the oh, boy. 32X. 32X. And the Sega CD. And the Sega CD. The, the DDP of Trifecta. Right, yeah. Diamond Cutter. Um, and what was that classic science fiction game we had for Sega CD? 
that was narrated by Michael Dorn of Star Trek The New Generation. Stellar Fire. Stellar Fire. That was a bad game. Uh, yeah. That was like geometry class gone bad. It was, yeah. It was, it was funny, you know, because on the blurb on the back, it says, it literally said, narrated by Michael Dorn of Star Trek The New Generation. And it's like, it's like it's just, you can't even get the title of the so, show. It's so funny to me. I want to buy a copy on eBay just so I can look at it again. But, you know, you had the Master System and the Sega CD and the 32X. I have the 32X, too. They discounted it once they discontinued the system. So I got a nice brand new system in the box for 20 bucks mm-hmm. from Toys R Us. They had them on, like, a, a big, like, tr- like a table in the middle of the aisle. And it was like, Star Wars Arcade, Doom, Moto, Moto Grand P, Moto GP, some shit like that. Doom, your favorite. Oh, man. And 32X, and I ended up spending like $40 for all that stuff. So that was pretty cool. You still can't get crap for $40. I don't understand how the prices of all these games have never gone down yet up, right? I mean, were some cartridges really that expensive, like 70 bucks? Yeah, there's there's old advertisements on the back of comic books. And they they say like, you know, Mario 3, now $67.99 at Kmart. Only exclusively at Game Art. <laughs> but, yeah, no, they were. But you know what? The thing with video games now, they're only full price if you want to pay full price for them. Yeah. So, I mean, back in back in the day, as they say, I don't say that, but they... You could never get a Nintendo game for less than retail price unless it was on clearance or something like that. Because mm-hmm. there was no used ones. There wasn't a used store like... You know, a fun colon came around in the you know the further generations, but not in the NES generation. And so, what are you going to do? You're going to pay full price, or you're going to get you're going to have to deal. Well, that's why we all had these wonky ass, backwards ass, like Funkatron, no name games that we all love because those are <laughs> the ones that we could afford. Do you remember Mendel Palace? <laughs> okay, you got you got to so. Google Mendel Palace. We had this game for NES as a kid, and it is the funnest game. I guarantee if they made, you know, a brand new Mendel Palace for PlayStation, it would be one of the top sellers because it was just a simple, fun puzzle game. But it was, um, you know, we got them at clearance. There was a a store in Hamilton called Sears. It was just called the Sears Surplus Store. It was like a Sears outlet. Oh, yeah, I remember that store. So they used to sell NES games there. And we got a number of them there. Like the um, the Nintendo, the NES ice hockey we got there. I think we got Fester's Quest over there. But this Mendel Palace was definitely one we got there. And they were usually like... Either games that were too hard or too boring. I think I got the Silver Surfer game there, too, because I had that one. But anyway, long story short, Mendel Palace, look it up. It's a super fun game. Is it like Tetris? No, we're pausing right now. We're going to take a commercial break. We'll be right back. We're back. What you're listening to is now some of the soundtrack and noises of the classic NES game Mendel Palace. Yes, we paused so that Nicholas could Dude, I just, call it's, us up for it's it. Hard, it's hard to explain it without, you know, but, you know, you can, like, show people the gameplay, and it's like, oh, okay, I see what this is. It was, uh, it was, like, a little bit like Zelda in its look, but it was more like a, yeah, it's sort of like a puzzle game. You're it's just, a puzzle like, game. collecting stars on the ground, you have to walk over them, and you can, like, move the tiles to, like, But you have to avoid guys. the clay face, man. Yeah, it looked like it was pretty difficult. It's fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, speaking of those kind of games, I do really like um, Tetris a lot. Did I call it Tesla earlier? I might have, sorry. Did you call it Tesla? I don't know. But you know what I meant. Uh, Tetris. Yes, Tetris. 
Um, did you call that? I don't know. I don't remember. I'd have to remind you. We'll have to play, play the tape back, Johnny. <laughs> There's no Johnny. Play, play the tape back. No, no, from 2245, Johnny. Yeah, Johnny. Um, but I enjoy Tetris a lot. I think that's a really great game. That reminds me of the fucking... Have you ever heard the Casey Kasem flip out? No. So, number one host, Casey Kasem. I'm back with another song. This request comes to us from Ohio. A man writes, Casey, we've had a loss in the family. So anyway, <laughs> this guy writes into Casey saying that his dog died. So do you know that song, Shannon? It's like, Shannon is Anyway, so it's like, it's like this, it's this soft rock 70s song, which I know nothing about. And it is about a guy whose dog, like, drowns in the ocean, essentially. Uh, it's a kind of a depressing song. Anyway, kind of. So this guy writes into Casey, you know, in the early 80s, whenever it is. And he's like, Casey, we've had a loss in the family. Our lo- a loving dog, Scraps. He was 18 years old. We'd really appreciate it if you'd play Shannon. So... And at that point, Casey essentially loses it and is like, he f bombs and f bombs and like. Why was he so pissed so off? So I guess they had played like an upbeat, up tempo like song leading into that segue. I don't know what song now. And instantly, it's like he's like, I've got to come out of this into a goddamn dog dying, and it's it's just <laughs> trust me. I listen. To, that is something I listen to like every week because it just is the. Funny, I will never get tired of listening to it because it's just Casey Kasem and he's losing his shit. And is he like still calm about it or is no. he like getting loud? He's like, he's like, and get those. How come no one in here can do their fucking job? And it's like, like so here, seriously, it's it's it is worth a listen. I know I'm promoting like random stuff on our show. You should be listening to us, but when you get a minute, minute, listen to Casey Kasem's flip out. Uh, so it's a particular date. You look it up by? No, no I just, I, just I think out. it's just like, yeah, Casey Kasem flip out, whatever. Right. It's, I think it's only the one that has been released to the public from the archives, of the Kasem archives. Oh, <laughs> man, I would love to hear that. Oh, man. I loved his voice. Yeah, they got, he, yeah I think they do like the Transformers uh, bloopers with his voice, too, you know, when he, because he was a, several voices in the Transformers. So. Was he? Yeah. Yeah. Cliff Jumper. Hmm. Amongst others. I don't remember. Those are some great voice actors. Yes, absolutely. What's the name of that that voice actor who does like every voice? Frank Welker. Yeah, he does what like two hundred. Whoa, I don't or know about that. that. I don't, I don't, I don't watch his YouTube page. Uh, I well, you showed me his uh, IMDb really uh, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, because you told me about him very recently. Um, wait, wait, me? Yeah. I don't think this is me. Who else would it be? You're my only friend. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was thinking that too, but I don't remember ever talking about Frank Welker. I, I mean, I know he does He does a lot of voices. I didn't realize how many. I mean, I know he does a lot, but basically every cartoon from the 80s, he probably did a voice in, I think, something like that. Yeah, and he still does a lot of work today. And Smurfs and G.I. Joe, Transformers, all that stuff. Thundercats. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe it wasn't you, but I could have sworn it was. Oh, yeah, um, no, I got that. This is going back to video games. They download, I downloaded that Transformers Devastation game. Mm-hmm. We didn't, we should play it because it's all cell shade, cell shaded animated, so it looks just like the cartoon, and all the voices are the, from the cartoon. Oh, that's awesome! So it's really cool. And Wheeljacks in it, and other Autobots and Decepticons, and Soundwave. Oh, that was my favorite. Favorite. Oh yeah, dude. That so I mean, cool. it's such an '80s sound, but it's such like a high tech sound at the same time. 
as you command Megatron. <laughs> Uh, I always wanted to find, like, a filter that could do that. I'm sure they make those. Yeah, and nowadays on your phone you can download... It you know what I was always... To do uh, I was always pissed off as a kid. I always, you know, with my Transformer toys, I'd always try to go... <laughs> and, like, you know, and, like, see if I could do it, like, get them from car to robot, and that, like, using that many moves, like a damn Rubik's Cube, could never make it. That's, like, my golden life. <laughs> <laughs> just put it together like that. That would be pretty sweet. How awesome would that be? That's what they need to do. Hasbro needs to commission me to come up with like five-step transformers. That's what they'll be called. Transformers step five. Five-step or transformers five-step. You know, <laughs> and like we could just come up with like maybe five, like a set of five transformers. Mm-hmm. We all took five. Like, would it make that noise too? Would it have like a tiny little speaker? No, you know, you, you probably didn't even need speakers. You could probably do it with, like, miniature gears in the things, like, you know, like, you know, like, like an old school toy would, like, have, like, a crazy noise like that, but it'd just be, like, you know, like, things rubbing mm. against you, like, bristles running against each other or something, but... Yeah, they could do something pretty simple, like They this. definitely could. That'd be pretty neat, I must say. That'd be, like, those, you know, uh, what is it, Seth MacFarlane has those, like, line of, like, collector toys and Does stuff he? like that. Todd McFarlane. Todd McFarlane. I was like, Seth McFarlane, the family guy guy? He might as well. I don't know. Mm. But uh, I was thinking, yeah, the Todd McFarlane. And like the, you know, the what were the uh, the old baseball ones too? Yeah, those are Starting lineup. Oh, uh, well, yeah, like starting that. lineup. Yeah, they got they got obliterated when McFarlane started doing baseball figures. Though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had a few starting lineups. We... <laughs> So, uh, someone we went to middle school and high school with, James Esposito, who I was, who was a pupil of mine until he turned to evil, he uh, had a bunch of Yankees starting lineups, and I, I, I hate the Yankees so so much. It's it's it, uh, flames, flames on the side of my head, heat, heaving, breathing. So he had the the Yankees starting lineup figures, and I remember he had two Dave Winfields. <laughs> so uh, we were like, I don't know how we ended up doing this, but I like <laughs> severed Dave Winfield's head, and then I, I, because you know they all had like little stands, they were like bat- batting poses, and like there was like a little bit of dirt that they stood on. Yeah. I had Dave Dave Winfield, and then I got like Putty and Clay and Red Paint, and made it so he had like an open chest wound. And then I had his head and I severed it and it was like on the ground by his foot and you can see there was like a red trail that went down his knee and shit. So it's just like he got his head severed and then it rolled down his knee to the ground below. That's and pretty it, sick. It's man. horrible. There was blood all over the back of his jersey and stuff. It's a I don't know, it's I didn't pick Dave Winfield specifically. It was just because he had two of them and he didn't really care like if I like destroyed one of them, so <laughs> It's morbid, but it sounds like it looked pretty neat. It was awesome. I wonder what happened to that thing. The detat, the cap, the detat. That's all, folks. I don't think I ever did that. I didn't have many of those like starting line. I think I had like two. I don't believe I had any, but I had the decapitated Dave Winfield. Do you remember I showed you the uh, Daryl Strawberry statue at the Grove here in Los Angeles? There's a Daryl Strawberry statue there? Yeah. You know how, like, they have those little, like, glass like enclosures, like, yeah. between yeah. the stores? Uh, it's in one of them. And it's, like, from the top of his bat, it might be a foot high. Um, 
and it, it has the bat. It's like bent slightly, like almost like it got warped. Um, but it's, it's still a, it's there. A starting lineup? No, it's it's like a starting lineup. It's got that classic yeah. pose, um, but you know, it's a larger statue. Has nothing to do with that. Is he your favorite Met player of all time? No, but it's very cool, and it's the only Met thing that's in that entire place. D- David Wright is your favorite Met player of all time. Um, I would, uh, yeah, I'd probably have to say so. Even though, unfortunately, he's been so unhealthy that like his career has taken a huge hit. Yeah, but that's but not his fault. No, it's not at all. I mean, I think he could have been a Hall of Fame player. I mean, look at Nomar. You want to talk yeah. about? You want to talk about a slide? You know? Yeah, yeah, that health man, it bites you. It's true. Because, I mean, there's so many talents. But anyway, yeah, uh, David Wright, he, he just seems like a really good dude. Yeah, definitely. A really genuine guy. And it sucks that, like, the past two years we've been going to the playoffs and, like, you know, he got to play last year, but, you know, he'd only played, like, a month worth of games mm. or something. So he wasn't in ready shape, really. And this year, I mean, he just had to watch from the sidelines the whole year again. Yeah. Which stinks, but he's a, he's a good player, a good dude, so... And I like a lot of other players. Um, Doc Gooden. You know, Mike Piazza. Hall of Fame great. Yeah, the pizza man. Tom Seaver. Tom Seaver's kind of gruff sometimes. He is like a, a bit of an angry old man. Really? But only at moments. Like, he's usually pretty chill. He, they still like invite him to Mets functions? Oh, he's there all the time. Oh, really? Dude. Interesting. All the time. I don't follow Mets, so I don't know about that. All um, our legends are dead. And you got a lot of them, though. No, actually, yeah, that's not true. Because Pedro's not dead. Veritek's not dead. Poppy's not dead. Sure, but you do have a long list of... Dead legends. Dead, you know, yeah. Red Sox legends. That's what happens when you've been playing for a century. That's true. Yeah, I, it's hard, you know, it's hard to say who your favorite player is. Because I still, I still, I, I still have the, the top three, I guess, for me. No more Pedro Teddy. I mm-hmm. doubt anyone will ever up, uproot those. Yeah, you love those guys. I do love them. There's like, and then there's like the second tier of love, which is like Veritek, which is like someone like uh, who else would be on that second tier list? I don't know. I just had the name in my head. It's who's like, the, a, who's oh, like the third Trot- baseman, Mike Lowell. Mike Lowell's on the second tier of love. Trot Nixon's on the second tier of love. Um, <laughs> this is getting real specific, man. Hey, Schilling is on the second tier of love. I love Schilling. Yeah, Manny's, right, so Manny's on the second from tier one of love. Cur- from one cursed team to another, do you think the Cubs can do it this year? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, especially... So Toronto's whooping on the Rangers, which is, like, interesting. Yeah. But but their power comes and goes and waves. Exactly. And Toronto's not a, a championship team. Um, just, just on paper, they're not. So they can't be in real life, I'm saying. They're that mm-hmm. I think if they can stay hot, but that's a huge if. I think the only people that have a chance to beat the Cubs are the Giants. You know, the Giants have that pedigree, have the... Yeah, like, they're, like, all nearly unstoppable sometimes. Yeah. Just out of, like, peskiness. Can you know, like, damn it, just loose! <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the Nationals are a really good team. And the if, Nationals are if, good. You know, I don't know what Bryce Harper's been doing lately, but if he can turn it on, he's, he can turn around the whole I don't really care what he's been doing lately. As long as it's still living, I don't care about it. Gee, <laughs> <laughs> that, that went dork. Real quick. JK, love you, 34. I don't actually love him. He's a he's a schmuck. <laughs> schmuck, huh? A schmuck. Yeah. Mm. A Polish penis. <laughs> Great. <laughs> now you all know what a schmuck means. <laughs> all right, you got anything else worthwhile to share? With After you? the definition of schmuck, I'm I'm at a loss. I wanna I wanna take us out on some good music though. 
Isn't that soothing? So soothing. So soothing. William J. Nelson, known to his friends and lovers as Willie. R.I.P. Friend. He's still alive. Come up to meet you. Tell you I'm sorry. He's a cold play coming. He is. As long as he's in See you next week.